Welcome to another edition of No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where three nerdy paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web. My name is Joe, I'm the lead investigator. My name is Teresa, and I am the researcher. My name is Alex, and I am the tech support guy that's not very good at it, Baba Yaga enthusiast, equipment setter upper. <laughs> well done, sir. Touche. <laughs> so, today's episode is all about Maryland. For those of you, for those of you that are not Southern, that's Maryland. Right, right, Maryland. Sorry. Yeah, but um, you probably just offended by calling it Maryland. Well, actually, its name started out as Maryland. Here goes the researcher part again. Oh, I apologize. Jesus Christ. If you're wrong, we're never going to hear the end of it. That's why people don't listen to our podcast. No, I'm not wrong. <laughs> if you listen closely, you can hear three Karens bitching about it somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> so, yes, the great state of Maryland. One of the originals in the 13 colonies. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we are coming off a great week and a great investigation. Dude. And dude. I can say one thing about this. For all you ghost hunters out there or wanna be ghost hunters, ghost hunting in the dead of winter in a snowstorm fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a very old building that has no working heat. Um, and it was thirteen degrees in an Ohio blizzard. Mm-hmm. It was awful. But totally Totally worth it. Totally worth it. We braved the, gl- the great br- the, <laughs> the great blizzard of twenty four. <laughs> the blip. We made it. <laughs> so so if, if if any of you are familiar with Ohio, we were on uh, two seventy one. We were on Route ninety. We were on Route eight, um, and and we were we doing like 25 to maybe 30 miles per hour the entire fucking way. I got up to 40 once. Once. Yeah. Once, yes. You weren't supposed to tell her that. That was on the way home. <laughs> oh, no, on the way home. Dude, I'm not even kidding. We were 55, 60 the whole way. Like, the roads were almost spotless. Not where I went. Oh, we went, We oh, gosh, it was beautiful. We took eight all the way uh-huh. back instead of going 271, yep, yep. only because I didn't want to because of my wiper issue that I was having? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because I the big trucks were... I didn't want to dick with going past really, me and blowing shit right, all over. Yeah. No, going home 271, right where we got to where, like, Solon and Macedonia is at, mm-hmm. the roads were not cleared. So, so from yeah. Macedonia to home um, on Route 8, it was not bad. It was definitely a little covered, but it was more dusting, not, right, not like, right. super snow. So it was pretty good. No, this one was bad. No, we did we did really really good on the way home. I don't think we slowed down hardly at all, aside from like when a big truck would blow water all over in my freaking. Yeah, and that's a PSA. If working. you are a four by four vehicle out there, don't be a dick. Yeah, can you please <laughs> not speed in front of me and then immediately cut over in front of me so that you are like blowing water all over my fucking windshield because I didn't have wiper fluid. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It's that like, our wiper. I, I believe it's the motor. The fluid, yeah. the fluid motor went out or something. Yeah, it's like not. So I couldn't wash the dang windows, and he couldn't see a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to pass me, that's cool. Just stay in the other lane until you're past me. Don't exactly. like jump in front of me and then cut me off and then hit your brakes and make shit fly out the moment. That's how yep. Yeah, yep. so after we unfolded from that investigation, which was a great investigation to begin with, mm. we delve into Maryland. So. Indeed. Indeed. So Maryland, yes, love it. <laughs> Which was surprisingly different 
so looking up the stories. Marilyn has old ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Very old ghosts. Um, and lots of famous folks mm-hmm. uh, tend to be ghosties in Maryland. Um, obviously because, you know, these are the old founding father kind yeah. of folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Okay. You look like you had something to say there. I was like, ooh. I just got that I need to talk look face. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes I just make that face. It's All right, I guess. Just my face. Uh, so, my, yeah. It's just my face doing <laughs> face stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, Teresa, you're up first. Okay. Because we have no announcements, so, yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I also wanted to just comment that... Um, uh, we all we all have heard of the city of Baltimore. Hmm? Baltimore. No, no. Exactly. <laughs> so one funny thing that I found is that uh, Baltimore uh, has a nickname uh, because of the extraordinarily high crime rate in in Baltimore. Uh, it is called lovingly by the locals uh, Bulletmore <laughs> Murderland. Okay. Instead of Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I found that kind of kind of humorous. Anyway. And here we are with places like Barber Tucky. Yeah, we live in Barber Tucky. <laughs> moron. <laughs> I love it. So I picked something near and dear to my heart, and I know that my husband loves this one as well. Um, I'm going to start mine off with a line from a very popular poem. The boundaries which divide life from death are, at best, shadowy and vague. Who shall say where the one ends and where the other begins? Edgar Allan Poe. Born in Boston, Massachusetts in 1809, he was the second child of David and Eliza Poe. Uh, His father was a raging alcoholic. Uh, His mother was an actress. When he was a year old, His father completely abandoned the family. When he was two and a half-ish, his mother passed away from tuberculosis. He and his siblings were completely split up, and he was sent to live um, in Virginia with the Allen family. Um, they, they They never legally adopted him. So despite the fact that he took on the name Edgar Allan Poe, uh, he was legally never an Allen. He moved around quite a bit in his short life um, between uh, Richmond, Philadelphia, New York, Baltimore, um, and yeah, pretty much everywhere that he went, he seems to have left some sort of a footprint of his memory. Uh, Poe's relationship with his foster father was tumultuous at best. Um, He had a real bad habit of being irresponsible. Uh, His hobbies were pretty much alcohol and gambling. Uh, He did attend the University of Virginia. Uh, His education there only lasted a year though. Uh, He was forced to quit school. He was completely out of money. Uh, And because he was, you know, a raging alcoholic and loved gambling and doing stupid shit with his time, the the daddy said no more money for you like you're gonna have to do this on your own i'm not giving you anything else so uh he was super super ridiculously deep in debt at that point 
He left school, obviously, he had to, he couldn't pay for it. He joined uh, the armed forces. Uh, he did so under an assumed name. Uh, his love of writing began, and he wrote an anonymous collection called Tamerlane and several other poems in 1827. Uh, he credited his work only to a Bostonian. So he never, he never actually wrote his name on it, just a Bostonian was the author. Um, he did, in fact, go to West Point Academy, where he deliberately uh, failed the academy and was sent back home. After West Point, he moved to Baltimore to live with his aunt, uh, Maria Poe Clem, and his cousin, Virginia. And any of you who know anything about him knows that... Um, it is Virginia who would later become his wife. Uh, when he first met her, um, she was very, very young. He was very, very young. At this point, once he had, had gotten out of West Point and he went to live with his aunt, um, Virginia was 13 years his junior, meaning she was 13 years old, he was 26 years old. Uh, they fell madly in love and in 1835, they got married. Uh, there is, some people say that they had like a brother-sister kind of love and just really took care of each other and it wasn't like a romantic thing. Other people say that's 100% false. So who knows? Uh, they moved around quite a bit, uh, shared that house in Boston. Well, I'm so sorry, not Boston, Baltimore. Shared the house in Baltimore with the aunts um, the, the, another cousin, an uncle, like some, just a whole bunch of people in this teeny tiny little house. Uh, it was crazy. Um, they were married for about 11 years and life was actually really good. He had sort of given up drinking, not completely, but mostly, uh, he was doing really well. He was writing, he got a job with a newspaper, like he was doing great, started to actually sell his work. Um, not for much, but you know, thirty dollars in eighteen twenty-eight was freaking amazing money. So, so yeah, he was doing pretty good. Um, but then, at age twenty-four, uh, Virginia um, passed away from tuberculosis. Poe basically lost his mind at this point. Um, after the death of his wife, he was literally never the same man ever again. Um, his writings got darker and darker. Most of them were about her losing her, being alone, the idea of joining her in death. Yeah. That's where lots of his really, Tell really more... Hard. Exactly. <laughs> that's where a lot of his really more macabre stories came from. Right. Uh, his life was just completely dark and filled with depression. Uh, his drinking started escalating again uh, when Virginia had gotten sick. By the time she passed away, it was taking a toll on his health. It was awful. He was super, super spiraling. Right. Um, he rekindled a little bit of a romance with a former childhood sweetheart. <coughs> and he started sobering up a little bit in preparation to <laughs> marry her. Uh, it seemed... 
like his life might finally get a little bit better after all the, the drama and depression of losing Virginia. Um, but ten days before he was supposed to get married, um, he was found completely delirious, running a crazy fever, and laying face down in a gutter in Baltimore. Uh, he was taken to a nearby hospital. At first, they had no friggin' clue who he was. He was wearing squatter's clothing, which he never would wear clothing that weren't that were not his for starters. Yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't like a suit jacket like yeah. he would normally be wearing. And these clothes just definitely did not belong to him. So he spent four days in the hospital, um, and unfortunately, never came out of this crazy, delirious, feverish insanity uh and then he passed away so obviously they're like well why did that happen so there's lots and lots and lots of weird rumors the biggest of the rumors is that during the time that this happened they were basically going around stealing people um, and drugging the shit out of them and then sending them into the polls to vote. It was a way of, like, voter fraud. Yeah. And then they would just kick them back out on the street and who gives a shit? Oh, nice. So it seems like they might have... 2024. <laughs> right? Uh, completely overdone it and this cocktail of whatever it is that they gave him ended up killing him. Yeah. Um, not... This is definitely not proven. Nobody knows that that's what really happened. Um, there's lots of stories, lots of interesting what if, what if. Um, so the Baltimore home that Poe lived in for the short years with his aunt in Virginia, they turned that into a museum. The home has an unknown spirit in it that many people speculate to be his grandmother, Elizabeth Poe, uh, who had died during their stay there in that home. The home also has a very heavy energy uh, and many people claim to have seen an older, portly woman walking throughout the house. She's not malevolent. Um, however, there's another presence in the house that does cause some issues. A woman was changing her clothes in one of the rooms. Suddenly, a window popped out of its frame and crashed to the floor, shattering all over the place. Uh, people mysteriously being tapped on their shoulders, hearing muttering voices, lights moving from room to room when no one's in them, windows and doors slamming shut, and some people have also reported seeing Poe himself, uh, even though that is the house that he stayed in, that's not the house that they were living in when he passed away. Right. But it's actually been reported that he's been in several of the homes that he lived in over the years. And people think that he might potentially just sort of drift from place to place because he had such a traumatic life. Right. Um, that, you know, he kind of just haunts everywhere. Uh, another place where he's been seen uh, frequenting is his very favorite saloon, um, also there uh, in the city of Baltimore, uh, called The Horse You Came In On Saloon. <laughs> this saloon still to this day stands and is operational. You can go there and have a drink. Uh, it has been standing for more than 245 years. Wow. <clears throat> Good for them. It was established in 1775. 
there are a multitude of spirits seen uh, in and around this saloon, uh, but Poe is, is one of them. Um, yeah. Uh, they moved in 44. He lived in a small cottage in the Bronx. And <coughs> get this, this is really interesting. So because Virginia was very, very sick, he moved her to the Bronx because he thought that a more rural life would be good for her health. I mean, to be fair, we don't know necessarily what the Bronx looked like back then. Well, no. clearly back in 1844, it was rural which is very cool. Said it was a small, quaint cottage. Uh, he actually wrote his very final story there not long before his death. Um, the home is now a museum as well. There are some sparse furnishings. Um, among the furnishings is a small bed where his wife Virginia actually passed away. His desk is there uh, where he did his writings. Um, and his cat, whom he named Katarina, would sit on his shoulder while he wrote uh, poems and stories. Uh, it's where he wrote one of his most famous works uh, and also his, his very last work before his death. Uh, there is a museum dedicated to him in Richmond, Virginia that they say is also occasionally haunted by his spirit, comes and says hello. Um, he never lived in this cottage, but that cottage holds um, belongings, pictures, relics, uh, things from his early years, uh, his uh, lots and lots of original writings, memorabilia, personal items of his. Um, so, so it's said that he hangs out there because of those personal items. Uh, there are, oh gosh, his, oh my god, his grave? So originally when he was buried nobody had any idea who he was because when he was picked up out of the gutter he didn't have any ID on him or anything like that. So he passed away and he was just buried in a pauper's grave. Once they knew who he was and things kind of got sorted out, they, they actually exhumed him and reburied him um, in a cemetery with a, a proper headstone. It's actually a very, very large, beautiful headstone. Um, it is said that he also hangs out right there um, around his headstone and it's kind of kind of just chills in the area walks around looks at other headstones sits on his own headstone things like that uh, this is the westminster burial grounds by the by also in baltimore uh, and that is one of the top 10 haunted places in baltimore not just because of poe's spirit but lots of other spirits as well yeah um and one of the coolest things about him is not only is, 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 you know, his death was a crazy, crazy thing, but on the anniversary of his passing uh, for more than 30 straight years, and they have no idea who did this, someone, someone would go to his gravesite and place a half-drank bottle of cognac and three red roses and they did that every year for more than 30 years that's a lot of cognac <laughs> and despite the fact that this happened every single year on the anniversary of his death nobody ever could tell you who actually did it hmm. so it's all for nothing 
Well, I mean, I guess it got the point across. Some people speculate that it was Poe himself. Mm. Could so, be. Who knows? I know, right? Yeah. Didn't take Poe for a cognac drinker. Though. Speechless. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> Among think other a, things. Apparently, right. back in that day, that was just yeah, a really yeah. high-end whiskey that he, yeah. you know, that he, he really, he just really loved his whiskey. Understandable. When he yeah. wasn't drinking tea with opium in it. Right. Exactly, right. opium tea, a little bit of opium tea. Right. That's whiskey too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all tastes like whiskey after a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there also is an interesting rumor that they're not completely sure about. When he was exhumed to be taken from the pauper's grave to his real grave, um, the medical examiner who was on scene claims that he saw, um, or heard rather, heard something rattling around in Poe's skull when he was being removed. Uh, and What? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, after how many years he had been in the ground, there's no possible way that it could yeah. have been brain matter. Yeah. So they're, they're assuming, the maybe, that it could have potentially been a calcified brain tumor, Yeah. which also could have led Might to his craziness why. and delirium and yeah. eventual death. Yeah. So there's all kinds of speculation and at this point we'll just never know well some things are better left undiscovered true in my in my well i mean poe the father of modern horror right and and he died in one of the most mysterious ways possible i thought that was east lovecraft fuck that guy (laughs) did it first whoa 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 all right all right all right listen I love Poe. Probably more than the next guy, okay? <laughs> Here we go. Well, you, you can't go around just slinging dumb shit like that. <laughs> Poe did it best, in my personal opinion. So in other words, you're saying he is Tesla. <laughs> there you go. You know what? I'm going to let it go. I'm going to choose to be the bigger person here. <laughs> we'll hear about it after the podcast. Certainly. <laughs> They'll hold it in for so long. <laughs> then that couple runneth over. Exactly. <laughs> Christ. I I love them both, but I love Poe more. Yeah. I get you. No, I'm just having a little bit of fun. All right. I mean, well, you could have just left it at that. Th- Never mind. <laughs> I'm just oh, speaking. Here you go. See? See? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is that... The end, or you got more That is the end of my story. Oh, I would, story. I would okay. love to hear your guys' stories now. Well, if you don't mind, I will go next, unless you want to go. Oh, uh, absolutely. Let's uh, let's squidge yours in between two very historical stories without me knowing what yours actually is. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yours could be very right. historical too. So, for the people here and the listeners listening at home or in a car or wherever, mm. take your mind back to when you're a fresh 16-year-old kid. Just got your driver's license. 16, 17, 18, depending on what age you were. Got your driver's license. You're out with your friends, having a good time. We have all been here. Mm-hmm. Roads and night driving on some country roads, you have hills. That sensation you get when you go really fast over it, you kind of hop it a little bit. Yeah. Gives you that little pit, that feeling in the pit of your stomach. Mm-hmm. Kind of a good feeling. Everybody likes it. The adrenaline rush and all that. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Well, apparently, at a certain road in, road in Maryland called College Inn Road, I believe. Let me check my notes. Hold on. Uh, yes, in College, it's Seven Hills Road. It's called Hill Hopping. 
and apparently is a ritual that summons a demon truck. <laughs> what kind of truck? Bear with me here on this. Maximum motherfucking overdrive. Is that it? Is it like a big old Funny you truck? say that. No, it's just a black truck with a faceless driver that will come and run you off the road. Just, just, boom. Bear with me. Everyone that has done hill hopping. Yeah. You have always done that where you go up the hill, kind of get a little bit of air and come down. Your car bottoms out sometimes. Sometimes you squibble a little bit. You go off the road a little bit, come back on, you're good to go. Other times, your head hits the dashboard and you get injured a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm short. My head doesn't hit anything. It was a demon. <laughs> I didn't hit my face. It was a demon. I've always been tall. My head always hit the, hit the ceiling. Just yeah. So, a lot of the accidents that happen up there. Uh, there's been multiple reports of injuries and deaths throughout the decade. And I'm talking like not just one or two. I'm talking about ten plus. Are we talking like from literally people being run off the road? Yes. 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 The truck fishtails them, which they do like the pit maneuver. It'll come up and literally wreck into their truck. Now, here's where it gets a little bit folklore. That's the history of it. Yeah. But we've all bottomed down the car before after going off the hill. Yeah, Sometimes, especially if it's like a rear-wheel drive car. Yeah, you lose control of the car, you go off-road, you mm. crash. A lot of things happen, but... The truck has been reported throughout the generations as hmm. something that runs kids off the road. And not just kids, but adults, too. There was a family of four that went to investigate it as a fun trip for the family to go investigate these seven hills to find out if the thing was actually true. And they got ran off the road. None of them died. None of them got injured. But they got ran off the road by a black truck. What the shit? So, here's where it gets a little bit interesting. One of the brothers went up there. there were, well, there was two brothers that went up there. Mm-hmm. One of them saw the black truck, promptly freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Pushed on gas. It exceeded, exceeded miles per hour of 98 miles per hour on a hilly road. For anybody that's drove on a hilly road at 98 miles per hour, you are fucking moving. <laughs> that is dangerous as hell. Maybe that's why he fucking went off the road. They didn't crash, though, because of it. Because he lost the truck in the rearview mirror, thought he outran it, slowed down. When he slowed down, it appeared right in front of him, and he swerved to miss it and ran his car off the road to one brother died. Holy shit! That was in 1998. There has been reports of people dying up there from this thing as far back as 2018. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, people have been investigating it for years. Wait. I think you said that backwards. Because you said that one was in 98. Yes. And then you and said... And the last one was reported in 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh Brings <laughs> it. Um, so yeah, uh, people have investigated. Cannot find why this is happening up there. But the one report that I found, uh, they went back even further and started asking some of the locals because the place there has been built up. Now there's a you know community up there. There's houses built along the road, kind of like our uh, Rogues Hollow, where it's been built up with industrial and all that. Sure, and now it's but not even really part of the roads still exist that you can travel on. Yeah. Um, Locals have been warned and warning drivers of people that are coming from out of town to do it, saying, just don't do it. <laughs> there has been spray painted on the road, slow down, please, watch out for truck. Uh, there's murals and everything put up warning people to stay away from this road. So, the investigator that was looking at it uh, started asking some of the old timers, like the old, old timers, 
about legend have you heard of the demon truck and they said it wasn't a demon truck it was a goat for them so yes it gets a little bit deeper yeah (laughs) so apparently when these old timers were young and they were doing it going up there they saw a demon goat and it would run into the middle of the road and cause them to go off the road wait what I'm just saying what was written down. In these days, uh, <laughs> Satan has upgraded from goats to pickup trucks. They didn't say how big of a goat it was, but if you see a farm animal crossing across the road, you're going to try to avoid yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to try yeah. not to hit it. Yeah. yeah. We do the same thing with cats and dogs nowadays. For sure. So, well, that went on. Dogs, not yeah. cats. Well, yeah. <laughs> cats are actually smart enough to not go on a road, but... Um, that's not that's true. That's super not true. true. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, that went on for generations of people seeing the goat. Yeah. That legend had all been forgotten because it changed to the demon truck in about the 70s and 80s, which again, if you look at it, how many trucks were traveling in Maryland at the time? You had Maximum Overdrive coming out. You had mm-hmm. uh, the one with Sylvester Stallone where he was playing the trucker fucking arm wrestler. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a whole... Oh, you know, what was that? The Highway Man. movie, like... Black dog or Black something. dog, yeah. that was it. You had a whole, but well, I think that was in the 90s. But anyways, right. I think that was anyways, it goes with the stigma. This thing is changing over to where now, in current days, it's no longer a demon truck. It's a black lady in a black cloak. Evolution of folklore, yeah. really. So huh? now just some chick in a black cloak walking across the road, and that's how you... Yes. Evolution of folklore, basically. But here's the thing. It's been backed up by eyewitness accounts. They even have a video of her. What? I so, want to see that. So, folklore becoming reality. It didn't have it on a video. It, it so, I mean, does this YouTube. kind of the go re- back the to The video our... was referenced, but it was never a show. Um, does this go back to our mind over matter stuff? This is the reason why I chose the story, because it's an interesting topic. Yeah. Because here we have folklore, and when I first read it, I was like, oh, these teenagers are just being dumb. They're going on the hills, hill hopping, doing all this. But it's actually a ritual to summon this thing. That was how the folklore went, that this summons the demon of this road. Because it says you're crazy enough to take him on. That's so really, really interesting. Now it has adapted because what is all the movies coming out now about? About a scary nun, mm-hmm. about a single lady in a hooded cloak. So it's adapting. So is it actually a demon, per se? Or is it something else that is influenced by natural causes and the way the world works? Is it adapting to what is around it? That's very interesting. Hard telling so, without seeing the road. It's yes. just one of those things where, like, you know, right. the first time is it really just a fucking... Maybe it is just a goat. Doesn't it have to be a demon goat. Maybe this fucking goat was crossing... <laughs> I don't know. Was it farmland back then when it first started? You yeah. know what I mean? So, this story, when I was reading it, like I said, I thought it was just teenagers being dumb. And they were dying up there. And, oh, I was drunk. Driving my car pretty fast. I better come up with a slick story to get out of this. Yeah. So, hey, there was a demon goat. <laughs> right? Demon you know, the first story was just like, you know what? This story's got to be cooler than I just swerved to miss a goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that's what everybody thought. It was just teenagers being dumb. They're coming up with stupid stories. But then accidents started happening more frequently. When I say there was about 10 or more accidents and fatalities within a year of this thing, it happened. It's recorded history. There was fatalities on this road because of this thing. There was people that went up there that were just families traveling along the road, and the dad was trying to like, hey, you want to feel a cool sensation in the pit of your stomach? Went over the hill real fast. Demon truck appeared, ran him off the road. 
That's messed up. There is historical evidence of this happening. To the point to where the locals even know about it. And not just local people, but the cops and the government know about it. And and what are they doing to... They've domesticated the place. And that's the best thing. That answer was, I guess that was their option. Yeah, if you super populate the place, then... Yeah. So, no one... They've tried to figure out why this is happening, and no one can figure it out. And they actually interviewed... The, the guy that did the actual interview uh, interviewed a young kid, said he was about 18... And he said, look, I'm not dumb, but I'm not afraid of death. I'll take that chance. <laughs> so it goes beyond the kids just being dumb and doing something to maybe there's a little bit something here. Yeah. Maybe there's some credence that we have created something out of nothing. Maybe it was something that was just small and minuscule at first that have grown exponentially because it has adapted with the times. Yeah. You know, which shows something of great intelligence to do that. Agreed. This is what I'll say, okay? I like where the story started. I like where the story ended. This just goes to show you how retarded we were in the 70s and 80s with the evolution. All right? Yeah. I can buy the demon goat. Right? I buy that story. <laughs> I buy the lady in black. Yeah. <laughs> the demon, the demon truck is where it seems a little far-fetched. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Because he's not a truck guy. That's why. That's right. Right? No, it, it to me it makes sense because you saw a lot of people switch to trucks in the seventies and eighties. That's when the it's, trucking first started. And I'm not talking about semis, but actual like domesticated trucks that right. farmers would use. You saw a bunch more of just not farmers driving that, but regular people driving trucks in the seventies and eighties. Hell, my parents had one, so it, it adapted to that time. And mind you, I'm throwing theories out here i don't know this for sure yeah but it seems to have adapted over the time and now it's just a lady in a black cloak doing the same thing as a demon truck would do so would it then and i preface the word demon truck because that's just what was thrown out there nobody right. in the whole article it never mentioned an actual demon uh but a mimic maybe that has developed a different taste for things Mind you, speculation, I'm throwing that out there for everybody to think, and I can tell by the look in the room, I did my job correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. So, I found this particular article, like, as soon as it hit it, I was like, that sounds dumb as shit. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Let's it's do just, it. Like, demon truck. Let's hop on. <laughs> and then the more and more I researched it, the more I'm like, there's something here. This is different. This weird. Is, there's a weird algorithm with this that kind of goes with it of what I was saying, like, couple podcasts ago like there's an algorithm happening with some of the things i'm seeing yeah and this like it's adapting to fit our day and age i dig it so yeah i thought that was super interesting and it's the road is still there it's not as big as it once was because it has been domesticated it's been you know they put buildings there and houses and developments and all that other stuff but you can still travel the road but locals will tell you do not speed and do not hop the hills that's amazing. Because you will die. <laughs> so that's, just, that's amazing to me. I'm but sorry, but if I travel out of state and a person tells me that, I'm going to listen. <laughs> As a 43-year-old <laughs> man, I would listen. We have learned. I would go there, but I wouldn't speed. i got to be honest with you, though. All right? I mean, I there are too many fucking retarded people on the planet. And what I mean by that is, you know the death rate can't be 100%, right? 
No, it, I didn't say it was. Right. Shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I didn't say you I said know it was going with it. I know you're going with it. <laughs> I may be that 50 chance it makes it. <laughs> uh, but no, one of us has to try this, right? It, it's, it'd be the same as for me as going to like Hawaii and it's like, hey, you're not from Hawaii, you can't go here, kind of thing. Right. Like if a local tells me, like, hey, man, this is a bad spot, don't go there. I'm not going to go there. Right. But since they mentioned ghosts, it's like, hey, if you speed on this road, you'll die. Cool. All I have to do is not speed. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's my story for this week. I hope it helped you guys come up with some theories and some thoughts on your own. Or if so, nothing else, it's just a really fun yeah, story. And it, about it is a demon actually really fun. Because it spans over 40 years of that's, shit. So, I love folklore. To an extent, it's a little bit more interesting, right? Because. When we investigate hauntings, right, mm. it's very easy to find the actual history right. of something. You know, we, we have some semblance of an idea of what we're looking for. We know the actual history of the building. Right. There's no... <laughs> and folklore is so much more fun and so much different because you hear crazy-ass shit like that and right. you're like... <laughs> You're like, where did this come from? Yeah. What's the truth of it? I have to know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There's that inquisition part of it. And there is the glitch, or the niche. Glitch, I don't know what the fuck that is, but there's the niche. There's the scratch you can't get rid of, because now I have to know. I want to jump in into this. I want to get into it. So, yeah, let's yeah. go rampant hills, Joe. Right. So, I've done this shit before. Mm-hmm. So hi, with the lights off. I was dumb. <laughs> I need my 85 citation 2 back. Dude. That was my hill hopper. Because I will get a citation for it. That was a hill hopper. And it was fun. But no, you're exactly right. It's it's curiosity kills it. And I'm not even going to put this in the realm of folklore. At first, yes. But then it changed into something else. Because now it's a recorded history of accidents happening up there because of this thing. Not because of the people speeding, but because this thing ran them off the road. Right. So, there's a... There's a part of me that was like, oh, it's folklore, but then recorded history had proven evidence of it. And I'm like, that's not folklore anymore. Well, let's be very specific in saying there are proven evidence of people wrecking and even dying, but there's no proven evidence of a demon truck. Oh, no. They said they recorded evidence of it. I want to see it. They didn't post it in there. I want to see it, too. It was referenced that they had it. But again, the guy said the government was doing it. Whether or not that's true, I have no idea. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would make sense. I'm a ghost hunter. You know how I work. Until I see the video, ah. Uh. <laughs> Which is funny because half the stuff we take on faith. <laughs> but, again, it, it, it's... When there actually is recorded history of things happening because of this, and people have caught it, that takes it out of the realm of folklore to me. Like, Bigfoot, some people... Some people can fit, can consider Bigfoot as folklore. I yeah. Yeah. I've, we're not going to get into that. All right. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, but anyways, that's my story for this week. <laughs> that's my story. Oh, yeah, we're just. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a story for other. Topic. That's the end of the month roundtable. <laughs> Is it? I mean, I guess that's a topic we can we can mm-hmm. delve into that. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's your story. Yeah, so yeah. I guess I'll start mine. Um, so mine is as follows. 
In the early hours of April 15th of 1865, uh, Dr. Mudd received a knock on his door from two men. Uh, one man claiming that his name was Mr. Tyler uh, was in distress with a leg injury that he claimed was from falling off a horse. Dr. Mudd invited the men and mended the man's leg. Turns out that Mr. Tyler was actually Jonathan Wilkes Booth. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> uh, Dr. Mudd proceeded to set and splinter uh, Booth's broken leg. Uh, he stated later that he did not know about the assassination until he went to Bryantown to do an errand for his wife uh, the next day. Uh, Booth at that time was still recovering in an upstairs bedroom uh, in his home. Um, Booth and Harold stayed at the doctor's home for approximately 12 hours and paid him $12 for his services and then headed into the nearby Zakaya Swamp. Uh, shortly after this, Dr. Mudd was arrested and charged with conspiracy mm -hmm. for harboring Booth and Harold as they escaped. Uh, Mudd was tried along with six other men and one woman. Uh, he was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Uh, he missed the death penalty by one vote. <laughs> I didn't know they voted on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a military trial. Yeah. Oh, okay. Makes yeah, sense. They don't uh, he was imprisoned at Fort Jefferson in Dry Tortugas, uh, located 70 miles from Key West, Florida. Uh, in the summer of 1867, yellow fever broke out. The prison physician died, and Dr. Mudd took over. Uh, he came down with the fever himself, but recovered. Because of his efforts, um, all the decommissioned officers and the soldiers signed a petition on his behalf. Uh, following that, approximately four years after his initial imprisonment, uh, Dr. Andrew Johnson pardoned him in February of 1869 for his assistance with the yellow fever issue, uh, where he re returned home and continued practicing medicine. Um, After he returned home, as you can imagine, uh, his life was never quite the same. Yeah. Uh, reporters often hounded him, and nearby residents judged his actions. Uh, he later died of pneumonia at the age of 49. Wow. Uh, today, the house is a museum known as the Dr. Mud House Museum. Uh, those who have visited uh, have supposedly seen an apparition of Dr. Mud himself. <laughs> Uh, they claim to hear phantom footsteps, uh, candles will illuminate by themselves, and they tend to see, uh, they tend to have sightings of Civil War soldiers, among other things. Uh, this is also, I should point out, that um, Dr. Mudd was a farmer and practicing physician during the Civil War, and he was also known to be a Confederate sympathizer and a member of the Confederate underground. So, all these things going against him. I mean, I can most definitely see how someone who would be a, a Confederate sympathizer could get blamed for knowingly, knowingly taking care of someone who shot the president who was adamantly against the Confederacy. Yeah. But, <laughs> likewise, that would also go to explain some of the Civil War soldiers that are seen on the property. Valid. Um, Perhaps the creepiest of all, though, is that people have spotted a human-shaped impression on the bed in the upstairs bedroom where Jonathan Wilkes Booth stayed. 
Uh, faint knocks at the front door have also been heard, um, and visitors believe that it's the ghost of John Wilkes Booth. Hmm. Um, bang bang. <laughs> sadly, it wasn't until 114 years later, in 1979, that President Carter declared that Mr. Mud or Dr. Mud should be considered innocent. Really. Uh, perhaps if the spirit of Dr. Mudd knew this, he could officially rest in peace. But, <laughs> uh, as of right now, the Dr. Mudd house is open to visitor visitors. If you're interested in taking a tour, however, uh, the Mudd house has a website. You should keep in mind that tours are seasonal. Uh, so you'll want to check the website for information on when it is and isn't available. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, they don't do paranormal tours, but I could be wrong about that too. Right, right. right. I'm sure come certain seasons, they probably have ghost stories of them. Right. I it's a popular you. thing to do. So yeah, that's that's my story, short and sweet and presidential. And presidential. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like Rolex. Right, right. <laughs> researching Maryland and it was it was different mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you didn't see the normal shit I'll agree like with that. haunted highway even though I talked about it but but you didn't see like there was thought-provoking stuff with it yeah so I was like all right I dig it I dig it I had fun I mean for multiple reasons but I mean for me because I, I also got to dig into you know Exactly, which is super fun. I feel like with a lot of like the original thirteen colonies and what you would consider like the older U.S., yeah. you're gonna find a lot more like interesting oh, yeah. historic stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's why I said that there was a lot of super ridiculously historic hauntings, super historic properties, things that went back to uh, literally founding fathers and founding government officials and. You know, it was, it was just very cool. It was very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, also it should be noted, and this is another reason, because of the location of Maryland itself. Uh, so Dr. Mudd lived in Waldorf, which is near Bryantown, Maryland, which uh, I guess his farm was basically 30, mi 30 miles south of D.C. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, that makes sense. all your historic shit's going to happen right yeah. then and there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, unless I get into whole DC, how that was created. But, right. Uh, no, I liked how you, like, <laughs> I liked how you did that right there. You said, what was the first town? Uh, Waldorf. Waldorf, but then, like, wasn't sure the pronunciation of Brianwood. <laughs> Brian Town? Brian Town. It was still like, Brian you're like, Brian Town? I was like, how do you get Waldorf? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we're D&D &D players. <laughs> yes. It's fine. <laughs> like we we can say all this hard for nuts shit, but we get an easy one. And we're like, oh. we're like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, so, yeah. Where are we great. going next week? The irony is that I, uh, I I found this story of Doctor Mud, and the irony is that I actually in my junior year did like a ten page report on Jonathan Wilkes Booth, oh, yeah. and I was unaware of this Doctor Mud's house. <laughs> Well, that's like going. 
Listen, yeah, I, I stretched some words and I started and stopped with the main event. All right, that was yep. it. I've, I found some old reports that I did in school and was like, man, I skipped over a lot. I find it more <laughs> interesting that he shot a prisoner in the head, jumped off, broke his leg, and yeah. still proceeded to run a mile and a half and get away. Exactly. On a broken yeah. Leg. yeah. I was like, well, you know what? Touche, sir. When you just murdered the president. <laughs> So yeah, you're no bro. You should run. That's for sure. <laughs> my leg will heal. My neck won't. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna stretch pretty yeah, far. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I mean, fair. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, uh, there's no type of way to feel about it happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't say I was here for it. I just, right. I, I just found it interesting. I was right. like. Motherfucker broke a leg. <laughs> I, I think and ran. <laughs> I, I want to invoke the murder mom mystery people here. Uh-oh. But I think you, we all find a fascination with people who have, who have committed heinous crimes, like the reason behind it. Yeah. Much like you were saying with my story, now you got to know why. Why did this person choose to do this? Sometimes there are that. elegant ways of the reason why they do it. Other times the person just messes. It's up. just a thing. Well, yeah. what I can say to that is shout out to the show Mindhunter on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Oh, that show I was love great, that series. Yeah. Like them like going in and interviewing the serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's there's a reason why people continue to go interview Charles Manson. Yeah. Well, yeah. Until. But yeah, there's a reason why they did it with Ted Bundy. There's a reason why they, it's it's people like that kind of stuff. They like delving into the mind of someone who is not normal. Sure. Uh, yeah. So that's true. Yeah. Why do we love Poe? Yeah. <laughs> I'll admit, like, I, I I like him, but I'm not a huge fan of him. Like, it's not my niche. Oh, I love him. So I like him, don't get me wrong. I respect his work. It's just like, that's not my first go-to. So, yeah. I'm not disrespecting him, Alex. <laughs> I, I'm not <laughs> judging. It's I fine. know, I'm, I'm making a joke. Because... She said something to disrespect him. Like I thought it was. <laughs> uh, to be fair, like I was always a fan of him. Yeah. But I didn't like super get into his stuff until I read some of his humor and satire stuff. Yeah. Now here's the weird thing. I have more of an appreciation for his work now as I'm an older adult than I did when I was younger. I get that. So yeah, I get some. The reason why he thought the way he did. The reason why he, you know. The shit that he experienced in life. Yeah. So, I kind of get it now. But, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense to me. Where are we going next week? Yeah, where are we going next week? I actually don't uh, So, next week, we are jumping back to the opposite corner of the U.S., um, just south of Washington State, and we are going to Oregon. <laughs> Oregon! Uh, all right. Oregon. Portlandia. The uh, home of the ducks. Right. Oregon Ducks. Yeah. College football. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Oregon, I guess that means that we're going to see you next week. Yeah. Better um, up. And then the... F- well, wait a second. Isn't that, like, the last one of the month? Isn't that the round table? Uh... Yes. Yeah, I think, yes. I think next week is round table. And so, then we'll the week after, which so would be... So, Oregon's uh, the week after. The 6th would yeah. be Oregon. Yes, next week is round table. The week after, we will do Oregon. Cool. And I promise I will have some EVPs for you to listen to. Yay! So... You'll get to hear our debate on shit. Too. Oh, big Sometimes debate. Sometimes it's big hilarious. Debate. <laughs> this, like, 
we could totally disagree over EVPs. Like, no, I think it said this. No, I think I said that. And we just go and go and go. It's kind of creepy. I'm preemptively not debating shit. Oh, no. (laughs) It's like I was telling my nephew in the car right up to the investigation. Two people can hear and see the exact same things, but get completely different aspects out of the entire thing. That's literally why I posted that first EVP just on our video. Yeah, yeah, let's just see what it is. So this flash, sweet listeners, if you want a sneak preview of what you're going to hear, go to our No Lights Paranormal Network Facebook group. Yeah. So, yeah, super, super important here. Um, The No Lights Paranormal Network is a page within the No Lights Paranormal Facebook so it's the actual group page. Yeah, it's the actual yeah. group page as opposed to the the Facebook page itself. So you actually have to deliberately join this if you want to be a member and get sneak peeks of all kinds of cool shit and get access to our polls and our contests and all kinds of other fun stuff that we uh, are going to be doing starting here very, very soon. Um, this is even where we pulled somebody from that we ended up taking on an investigation with us. So this is something you guys need to be a part of if you want to come hang out with us. Um, so yeah, no lights paranormal at facebook.com. Uh, no lights um, ghosts or no lights. But do I think we went with no lights ghosts on X? Uh, no lights paranormal at gmail.com. And then of course, um, we definitely want to hear your stories and we want to hear what you think about things. And I want to know if you've ever been to Madison. And I want to know if you've ever been to Poe's house. And I want to know if you've ever seen the demon truck. Or the demon goat. Or the lady in black. I hope you've never got run off the road by it. But I'm know. coming. Who's going with me? Uh, see? <laughs> that 18 year old kid said, I'm not afraid of death. <laughs> <laughs> so please, reach out to us. Say hello. We love you all very, very much. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yes, thank you so much for listening to us still after... 40, almost yeah. 50 episodes. We're, we're pushing, so. pushing yeah, a thousand. We're, we're getting on our year mark. Yeah. Uh, that'll be 52, and I think we're at 43. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for sticking with us and giving us a reason to do this. You guys are amazing. We love you. Thank you, Maryland. Oregon, we'll see you in two weeks. We love everybody. And don't fuck with the Baba Yaga. You hill hopping. Mm-hmm.